Welcome to the Life of a Gentleman podcast, the number one podcast that motivates you to be your best with conversations about business, fashion, and living the gentleman's lifestyle. We interview the hottest influencers, content creators, and business owners so you get the inside story. We'll also discuss entrepreneurship and inspire you to chase after your dreams. Whether you're looking to advance your career, increase your style, or just discover the best new products, you're in the right place. And ladies, we know you're listening. This show isn't just for the fellas. It's about living your best life. And now, here's your host, award-winning author, entrepreneur, and modern-day gentleman, Richard Taylor. Hey, Rich, let's start the show. Hey, guys, and welcome back to a new episode of the Life of a Gentleman podcast sponsored by Harrison Blake Apparel. We are so glad you could join us. And today we have an amazing show and we are back on track with a whole new season of great episodes for you. And at the end of this episode, we have a special announcement. Stay tuned, especially if you're living on the East Coast, because you might have a chance to connect with us live and in person. But today we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about the Instagram algorithm and how it's affecting people's pages, some do's, some don'ts. And we're getting these tips from somebody who definitely knows what he's talking about. Just about 30,000 followers on Instagram. I'm joined by my co-host, Dennis Stiles. And also, special segment with somebody who knows style, and that is Eduardo Xavier, the stylist extraordinaire. He will be here talking about whether we should wear a tie or no tie in the summer because it's a lot of heat out there across the country. But also, if you are going to use a tie, what not to use with your outfit. And it really does depend on a couple of different factors. If you want to find out what those are, stay tuned. Guys, we're excited you could join us. We have a lot of good surprises. And don't forget... Every two weeks on Monday, we'll have a new episode that will be dropping available on iTunes, anywhere you can find podcasts, anything you can think of, and you can always link to it from our Instagram page, and we'll have all that information in the show notes. So guys, without any further delay, let's start to talk about how you can really grow your Instagram and then how you can also Step up your style. Are you ready? Let's go. And now it's time for this week's segment of The Gentleman's News. Exclusive interviews with exceptional people discussing all things gentlemen, from business to fashion to lifestyle, industry leaders, authors, and more. This is The Gentleman's News. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Life of a Gentleman podcast. And today I am joined by somebody who is... Not a stranger to the show, Dennis Styles. Welcome back. Well, guys, thank you for having me again, and uh, Richard, thank you for you know always you know trying to push this show forward and uh, keeping it fresh every week, man. So I'm happy to be back on the show and um, able so listeners can listen in and see what happens. 
Yeah, definitely glad to have you back on because, as you know, the show has just evolved over the years. You know, we do everything. Fashion, business, lifestyle. That's really our motto. And today, we're going to combine pretty much all those because you have been a true Instagram influencer for years now. And we've told the story on the show before. That's how we met. But you have years in the game, a lot of experience on IG. Myself, personally, I've had multiple accounts on Instagram also. Been doing this for years. We have a lot of knowledge and a lot of information that we could give back. And that's what I want to do on today's episode for people who are just getting started on Instagram or people who are really wondering what's going on with Instagram because it's like a roller coaster ride these last few months. Yeah, let's touch a little bit about the good and the bad. Um, the good uh, is, is pretty good. I mean, if you're an influencer, you get to have privileges. Um, uh, it's also good for bragging rights. <laughs> And you get to, you know, get stuff from companies, uh, meet, you know, big brands, uh, get to go to events, riches. So there's a lot of good in being uh, part of the Instagram community and making a business out of it. And there's also the bad, which is that uh, Instagram is different now. So it's a lot more difficult. Um, engagement now is kicking in. So... That affects, you know, how if brands want to work with you or not. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, back in the old days, I would say, you know, 2014, when you and I first met, you could get on Instagram and you could post a couple times a day. And there was no such thing as this algorithm. And it was just chronological on people's feed. So the Instagram growth was so much easier back then. Now that it's difficult, everybody's been sending me DMs, you know, because I work with people as a coach to help them grow their brands, but they want to know how they can grow their Instagram more than anything. And people are getting so frustrated because their account simply isn't growing. They're putting out content. They're doing everything possible. They're being consistent, but they're not seeing the growth that they want. What do you think is going on? It used to be, uh, you know, you get to go toe-to-toe with somebody and say, you know what, my style, it was all about how fly you are and, you know, your nice suits, your nice streetwear, and your nice hats, and And guess what? That's not enough anymore. Now you have to be a little bit more strategic, um, meaning your platform, you have to pay more attention to what you're doing. Um, before, I guess it used to be about how many times you post, Rich, and all that stuff. Now, that really doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, and that's leaving a lot of people frustrated. So what we want to do is kind of alleviate some of that frustration and also tell some of the uh, secrets that people may or may not know about how to know if some accounts are fake, if some of the engagement is fake, and just give a word of caution to people not to get caught up in just chasing down these likes and chasing down these views and doing some things that can actually get your account banned. Have you heard of people getting their account banned? Is that just a myth or is that real, Dennis? Yeah, that's absolutely real. Actually, um, you know, the first quote, a few questions I get asked mostly on an every week basis is, you know, how do you, how do I get all these brands to give me stuff or how do I, you know, become an influencer and, First thing I'm going to say is you have to be real to your brand and yourself. 
because now IG is cracking down. So if your account, doesn't matter how fly you are, if it's not proper, it, if it's not legit, it's gonna go down. So right now, guys, focus. I'm just putting out good content and let the rest just take care of itself, man. That's the only thing I can say. Just be real about your account. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now, what about the use of bots and other methods of follow, unfollow, and having a computer kind of go in and do the liking for you? From what I understand, uh, Instagram is really cracking down on that. Those are one of the things that can get your account uh, shut down or get you banned off of Instagram. And if you're trying to grow a personal brand, you don't really want to jeopardize that. Absolutely not, uh two things that are going on right now, Rich, is engagement groups. Um, and that's been going on for a while, I guess, comment for comment. And also have, you know, apps that are actually running your account in a way where, uh, you know, they like stuff for you. Uh, I guess it's a way for you to, you know, be able to you do your nine to five and take care of your kids, your family, and still have an account active, Rich. Yeah, it, it is a shortcut, but it's a dangerous shortcut because it's one of the things, like you mentioned, Instagram's cracking down on. Now, one of the things I see is people get caught up in being discouraged because their account is not taken off like they want or they see somebody else's account that seems to be doing, quote unquote, better than them. And they want to figure out how somebody's getting 6,000 views and X amount of likes Let's pull back the curtain and expose Some of the ways that people are gaming the system What are some telltale signs that People are doing some things that are not above board What comes to your mind? I have a couple I'd like to see what you have first Well, the number one is on, on views uh, IG views, I guess um, You know, you could go from uh, 20 Within a minute and then all of a sudden she shoots up to you know 500 a thousand two thousand next couple um, that's something that you know that's obvious there you know so people focus on that you know they want it's like fast food you know they want they're hungry they want something quick so, uh, that's what's gonna cost you in the long run yeah, and a lot of these services, I mean, you do have to pay for. If you've been on Instagram for any amount of time, I'm sure people have slid into your DM and offered you the opportunity to get X amount of likes for this amount of money or 200 likes per post for this amount of money. Or you can get views for your Instagram videos for a certain amount of money. And, and you're right. Me and you were talking and there was somebody that I really respect and happen to see one of their videos get posted. And it's very rare that you are one of the first people to see a new post or see a new video. And within, literally within three minutes, they had 4,000 views on a video. Now, I don't even know if that's possible because you get a chance to look at their account in the account history and most of their videos only have Five, six, seven thousand views, but within less than five minutes, they're able to get over four thousand views on a video. That's a red flag that goes off. When you see things like that, that's why you don't need to be discouraged and comparing yourself because you know that somebody is gaming the system. 
exactly. And, you know, and if you look further into that, you tap on the accounts, you see that most of the accounts are not active. So that's another you know, sign of a uh, telltale sign that, you know, the account is uh, using something to get ahead. That's not what you want to do. So that particular account you're talking about is definitely probably going to be shut down within the next couple of months. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I'd like for you to elaborate just a little bit further because when you do see certain posts, you'll notice there may be hundreds and hundreds of likes, but only maybe two or three comments. That doesn't make any sense. That really lets you know. And so what if you're curious, like, like we said, Dennis just said, tap to see who liked it and you'll see that all these accounts will have strange names right Dennis can you kind of explain that yeah I mean it's very obvious you have an account that uh, likes your photos and has a picture that has nothing to do with the three four posts that you have in your in your account and some of these accounts will have like 10,000 and zero following or five following and following like a thousand so it's all confusing and it's the telltale sign of what's going on on instagram this is the reason why some of the real accounts that we like we have are being slowed down thanks to these other fake accounts yeah very good point very good point so a lot of those services that are out there we want to caution you guys stay away from them because you're just basically throwing money away just for vanity and you're also running the risk of messing your account up for the long term. So what are some of the things that people should be doing? We already talked about not comparing and ways to figure out if accounts are fake when you see the engagement very low as opposed to hundreds, high hundreds and thousands of likes. One last thing for this. Let me back up one second. One last thing for this, Dennis. This is the one that gets me. You mentioned comment for comment. I see accounts with people that have maybe four or 5,000 followers and they'll have maybe four or 500 likes on a picture. And then you look at their comments and they have 200 comments. <laughs> what does that tell you when you see an account with a couple hundred likes and a couple hundred comments all at the same time? What does that well, tell you? First thing you have to look in with that, Rich, is look at the comments and read. If the comments say good clothes, nice hats, something quick and has nothing to do with, you know, the actual, some of the features in the photo, then that's when you know it's a problem. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, words, quick, two, two, two words, three words. Two words, three words, and and yes, we know that some of the engagement groups require people to give five-word comments or six-word comments or to tag tag somebody. When you start seeing an account that has a, a bunch of comments and they're tagging all these different people, um, that's also an engagement group which people pay to be part of. Um, you want to be very careful with that because if you want to have sustainability and you really want to think long term about your business goals or your personal brand goals, don't run the risk of getting your account shut down just to have a certain amount of likes because it, it, it just it just doesn't pan out. 
it's not worth the risk. Yeah, and then another thing too is you have to kind of like, you know, one thing I would tell people to do uh, to avoid all this is something that you do, man, well, Rich, which is use your stories. And when I mean that, I say use three, four, five. The more stories you use, they're considered a post because you're being active. And some of them, I mean, Rich, you probably get more views on your stories than you actually get uh, likes on your photos. Am I correct or not? Yep, you're 100% correct. You get way more views. I would say um, at least one and a half times the amount of views that I get on likes. And so the other thing that I love about using the story is if you have over 10,000 followers, you can have the swipe up feature and I'm able to, you know, promote my products or service and people can swipe up and go directly to the website to check out or to learn more, whatever the case may be. And that's been way more effective over the past few years than just putting out a post. And speaking of that, how about video, Dennis? I think I think video is where everything's headed. What would you give people advice on as far as that's concerned? Well, video is great, especially if you either have a brand or you're branding yourself. Uh, so, for example, if you get a collaboration and they require just for you to do a photo, then you know what? Take that extra step. Instead of doing a photo of holding up uh, something, you know, just do a video, you know, take it, you know, take it to the next level. Like, for example, Rich, I work with Mazda and uh, they didn't require for me to do a video, but I went ahead and did a video to kind of like visualize in a luxury car, living in a luxury city. So, and they loved it. So guys, I encourage you to do videos and sometimes less is more. If you don't have uh, the right content, wait. Sit on what you have and wait for that time, you know, where you're able to put out proper, you know, great stuff. Yeah, I like that. And the video you did for Mazda was pretty awesome because uh, you really showcased, yeah, living in the city. And that's the thing. People say, Dennis, why do you get so many collaborations? And that's why, because other brands are looking at your page. They see, hey, this guy cares. He goes above and beyond. He's not just going to open up a package and, and lay it on a desk or put it on the floor and snap a quick picture with his iPhone. He's actually going to turn it into some usable content that they can either repost or reuse themselves and also get way more traction on Instagram. Actually, one more thing, though, Rich. That's great that you said that because I get more repost story posts that I do. Brands love doing that, by the way. They love reposting stories, and I know you do that, too. I see you reposting a photo that is not enough for the brand. No, these days, video is way more engaging. And as we mentioned, you get way more views on, on your videos than you will with just putting up a picture and hoping to get some likes on your post. Uh, video does a lot better. So in the near future, look for Dennis and myself both to ride that video wave, start putting out more video content, and you guys hopefully do the same thing. I know it was a different kind of show today, but what we wanted to do is come on here and give you our past experience, give you some tips. Dennis has grown his account to just about 30,000 followers, and he's been doing this as an influencer for the past, you know, five, six years since I've known him. Yep. 
and and just uh, an amazing job at it and doing it the right way. So, guys, stay away from some of those unethical methods that are out there because in the long run it's going to get you burned we all remember the the instagram purge when with the fake followers about four years ago instagram's back at it cracking down again don't get caught with your pants down dennis i'll let you have the last word (laughs) yeah man the last thing i want to do is go from 25 to 10 in a stand up (laughs) (laughs) yeah you don't want that asking for change somewhere in the train station Oh, man, you don't want to do that. Dennis, I appreciate the expertise. Appreciate you taking some time to come on and share this with the listeners. If you guys got some value out of this, send us a message. You can get in touch at Gentleman's Podcast. And Dennis, how can they reach you? Reach me on Instagram at Dennis underscore underscore styles. And of course, I'll be uh, lining up to do more podcast videos and uh, hopefully upcoming trips. We got going on for August, so stay tuned. Looking forward to it. Now, it's time for the Entrepreneur Spotlight. Real professionals, real business owners, and entrepreneurs drop in and drop jewels on us. Looking to learn from others that have done it? Ready to get your business really rolling? Sit back and buckle up. Our experts are ready to inspire. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back once again to the segment that we have where we talk about fashion and business. We kind of mesh it all together with somebody who's doing amazing things. Good friend of the show, contributor, Eduardo Xavier. How's it going today, Eduardo? Good. Thank you once again, Rich. Thank you once again for the listeners. And uh, yeah, we are once again and I'm ready to you know, help uh, everyone out there. Yeah, glad we could connect once again. You know, last time we talked about video content and hopefully some people have put that into play. This time we're going to talk a little bit more about fashion. And this is a question that I think we've gotten on several occasions from followers. And that is really perfect for this time of year. Tie or no tie? That is the question, my friend. I'll let you take it away and kind of explain a bit more. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one alright so I'm gonna start with uh, uh, some logicals uh, related to how many men really wear ties these days let me put it this way there's only 6% of the men wearing ties these days okay what that can 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 translate to your daily living to your business attire to you know what exactly you are doing so that means Makes made me see, maybe make me think that uh, most of our, our our the guys these days are only more on the casual side. So it's it's more the let's say the casual fighter became an everyday an everyday attire. And uh, in my in my approach, in my beliefs, in everything that I do for business, I, I'm style cannot cannot be compromised. This is how I see it. Um, so saying this, you know, of course, it is more relaxed, and for weather, weather like like now in summer, no tie, it's it's the, it's the right approach. Yes, definitely. But let's put it this way: if you really want to stand outside of outside of the crowd and you want to do uh, something different and something that can stay in in the eyes of of your crowd of the interviewer, of the business manager, of uh, uh, the 
the business that you are trying to get in, into your business. Uh, you know, all those contracts that you try to sign and, and get and get. I think a tie can be a good uh, asset these days, and you can use the tie to your advantage. Because most of us are not using ties these days. Imagine you can put a tie because a tie is still very respectable. As long as you you you, you have the, everything around you, uh, the right colors, the right patterns, and, and the right length on, on your tie, I think a tie can add a lot to your uh, to your look, to your tie. Yes, no many guys are using, but don't don't take this as being one thing of the past. It's not. It is actually uh, you know. In, in, in dress for success, a tie is good. And I, that's what I recommend. If you are trying to get into the industry, it's climbing the corporate ladder, uh, yes, I recommend, I recommend to, to, to be as corporate as possible. And the tie is a, a great, great asset. asset. So, uh, you know, if you are a fashionista and the tie is not part of, of you, yes, I totally understand because uh, it, it, it gets a little bit uh, overpowering. It gets to be heavy on, on the look, having a tie. Yes, but at the same time, it has so many good good things uh, for having a tie when everyone else don't, don't don't have it. Put it that way. Think 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 that way uh, because you might get a lot of uh, benefits against others. Now that makes sense. Um, the question I have that a lot of people have posed. You know, let's say they don't want to wear the tie. Let's say they just want to wear the suit. They want to have a, a nice white shirt that's unbuttoned, but they still want to stand out from the crowd. Can you still stand out from the crowd with just the suit, the white shirt? What can you do to make sure you're making an impact? Yes, um, you know, um, having a, a, a two-piece suit is it's um, it's common. How uh, to stand out of the, from the crowd where when you're just having a, a, a gray suit and a, a white suit, I don't think you're going to be able to do that, okay? Uh, but if you have, start playing with patterns, start playing with more uh, your plaids on, on, on your suit, maybe you, you start to gain some, some sort of uh, uh, attention uh, in, in, in a good way. Uh, every tie doesn't mean that as well that you're going to be uh, uh, properly dressed for the occasion. I'm not saying that. Uh, what you want to achieve with the tie is more as a respect, integrity, respect, and this is how I see my in my my approach. I don't want to be that guy that um, that uh, is overdressed. No, I don't want to be that. But what I'm trying to achieve by wearing a tie every single day is more as a respect, a classic man, and this is, this is my 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 approach in everything that I do. Of course, not everyone is like me, so uh, I believe that if you don't like the tie, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you could go into patterns. Patterns meaning, meaning you know, your plaids these days are quite fashionable. Um, and now, very careful with those plaids because they can get uh, overpowering on your look. Just play like you're looking at uh, a very important logo of a, a corporation. Just use two maximum three colors in, and make sure that there's grays and blues with those with those plaids. Uh, because that is very easy to mix and match with the, even with ties, mix and match with, with your shirts, and uh, it doesn't get too overpowering with the plaid because the plaid can be very busy. Another way to do it is with textures, textures in terms of um, uh, on the fabric. 
uh, there's a lot of fabrics these days that have more texture than others instead of being a flat blue or flat, a flat gray there's uh, 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 fabrics that have two or three colors in it and they really reflect uh, a, a nice a nice suit just from from just even being jacket and pants um, you know uh, there's other things that you can you can do but that will be more related to the suit of, of your suit so I'd probably stay away from, from talking about that right now uh, if you're not into ties don't doesn't need to be either need to be just get something more textured or with more pattern makes perfect sense thank you for that thanks for breaking down what you can do with pattern and texture now you also kind of alluded to if you do have the tie and you want to make a kind of impact one of the things you have to be mindful of is there's different knots different ways you can tie the tie for different shirt collars different occasions could you go ahead and speak to that just a little bit because this is something you can't get anywhere guys um having somebody like Eduardo to break this down for us is really a treat because a lot of people do not understand some of the things that we're about to hear. So, Eduardo, I'd love for you to just go ahead and expound on this. Yeah, you 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 got it. You got it right there. Uh, two important things you, you said: the, the, the tie, the knot, and and the collar uh, of your shirt. So, you know, most of us don't even know uh, more than one knot. Uh, probably they know two knots. It will be the uh, half Windsor and the Windsor. Um, let me just put out there I don't know all the knots But there's a, about 84 knots out there And there's a book you're going to buy And teach you all those knots But let, let me put it this way You don't need to know all that All those knots You don't need to know four knots these days And why is that? Because we're not in the same frame We're not all the same we're, Every day is a different day Every occasion should be a different occasion And as well Colors are not for, uh, the, the shirt colors are not for everyone And not for all occasions But these days There's a modern color that I call It's a little bit smaller on the tips And that color really interferes with the entire look Some guys are quite broad And they are buying those colors And they never change, they've never changed They're, they're not so you have to think of your size in terms of uh, uh, how broad are you, how tall are you, your neck size in terms of how wide is your neck, and then balancing all all those things together, the collar, the knot, with your frame. It's very important to take uh, take that into consideration. I see a lot of guys buying that skinny little. Uh, collars uh, on the shirts, the shirt with those skinny little, little collars, and, and and then they do the Windsor knot, which is the most popular knot, uh, probably uh, uh, right here in, in the US and, and in other countries. Uh, let, me, let me put this way: it is a very very formal knot. It doesn't work with everyone. Let me let me go back in history. This knot was actually created for formal events. Meaning was royal royal family events, you know. So it was created by the the king, the king of Windsor, the Windsor king. Uh, and this 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 was very he wanted the full knot because he was a broader guy and he wanted something full on his neck. This doesn't mean that we should all go for the same knot, the Windsor, the knot that probably our dad did, our grand grandpa, granddad did. All those things. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we should follow the, all those. I think that a knot should be uh, two 
fifth of the, the width of your of the neck. No more than that. Two fifths. Just think that way. If you are taking it more than that, not, most of the guys are, are doing two thirds of the width of your neck, and that not so big for just a small uh, 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 neck that it doesn't work quite well with your entire entire frame. And again. Why doing such a, uh, a formal knot when you actually going to, you know, a daily, a daily uh, uh, going for work for corporate? You don't need to be that formal in, when you go into into work. Uh, yes, I suggest all my my groom uh, to wear the the winter knot because it's just a formal knot. It looks really nice. It's symmetric and it, it does. But one thing that we we need to understand as well is that you can make a winter knot look small medium or even large for the larger guy so uh, my recommendations at uh, this particular moment stay away from the winter if you're not getting married nice and thank you for the history too um if they don't do the windsor real quickly let's give them some homework if they don't do the windsor throw out a style that they should look up on youtube and figure out how they can tie for everyday use what what's one that you would recommend okay i i probably say the first step do the single windsor which is not as full as the as a double and for for uh, the guys that are more on the slimmer side and are buying the slimmer suit and this is one of the biggest problem most of the guys are, are going to a slimmer uh, cut uh, uh, more uh, uh, more close to their body and then they keep their knot too big so something is, is uh, out of balance so for those guys I suggest to go into the four in hand four in hand it's it's a, a very simple knot it's just, it's, it just goes around and does a loop over it and, and it's very easy to do it and you guy can do it as long as you know just google uh, on YouTube just you can find it four in hand uh, another knot for the guys that are more into sartorial looks and more fashion uh, I probably say the the Prince Prince Albert is a beautiful knot is a double let's say it's, it's similar to, a, to the four in hand it's a touch fuller and it has a, a, an overlapping look and it looks quite nice uh, uh, for the trendy guys the guys that want to look a little bit different I think that my, those will be my suggestions those are perfect Prince Albert's one of my favorite so guys what we want you to do is go on YouTube look those up give them a try and then get in touch with us give us your feedback on which one you really liked we would love to hear from you because we really want to have a community with the podcast and so to get in touch with Eduardo Eduardo how can they do that yes uh, no problem you guys please reach out on my Instagram it's Eduardo Xavier underscore EL stylist or you can visit my website you can send me a message and it is EduardoXavier.com one thing that I like to add uh, one of the reasons that I suggest to go for the foreign hand or the, or the Prince Albert it is, it is an unstructured uh, 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 knot uh, against the Windsor which is more structured so this is my, my last last tip all right, perfect. We appreciate it. So, guys, we're looking forward to your feedback. Let us know how it was and how easy it was for you to master these new knots. Until next time, Eduardo, take care. Thank you so much, guys.
That's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. So glad you could join us and want to say a special thank you to Dennis and Eduardo for joining us. And before we close out, we have to give a special shout out to our sponsor as well, Harrison Blake Apparel. If you haven't had the chance to go on Harrison Blake Apparel, do so right now. Their Instagram is at wearlapelpins. And if you go on there, check out their monthly subscription club. It's the best value around one tie plus four matching accessories for $25 per month. You can try them out using the code YESNOW, Y-E-S-N-O-W in all caps. You can get your first monthly subscription box for $10 and that includes free shipping. You don't want to miss out on that. They have a lot of great designs every single month. So that's something you want to check out. That's Harrison Blake Apparel. They're the reason why we have this podcast. Also, if you like the podcast, if you've been a fan of the podcast for a while and you want to get a chance to meet Dennis and myself, we're going to be in Washington, D.C. on August 17th. That's a Saturday. Podcasting live in the nation's capital, right on Capitol Hill. And if you want to be featured Get in touch immediately. We're lining up interviews and we're talking to people who have a business, who are influencers, who are stylists, or just doing something interesting in the Metro DC area. Get in touch and let's see if we can make that happen or just come out and support us and let's do a meet and greet. We'd love to meet you. We'd love the feedback that we get and we're looking forward to more in the future. As we said at the beginning, this is the start of a new season for the podcast. We've been around for a couple years now, and guys, we are about to blow you away with the content that is coming up on the next few episodes. So stay tuned. Thank you as always. And if you could, do us a favor, rate, review, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode of the podcast. It'll go right to your mobile device every time we drop a new episode. We thank you so much for your support. And as always, guys, until next time. Take care.